Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Waddy. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good evening to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, man. I cannot wait to pick your brain tonight. Um, as you Uh-oh. are the man on a seven-day fast. Well, you're not there yet. You're in the middle of it, but uh, I want to break it down from start to finish. This is not your first long fast, but want to really uh, kind of lay it out there for people that are wanting to kind of push the envelope. They've done uh, water fast. They've done, you know, OMADs. They've done, let's say, 36, 48, 72s, but yeah. that week mark, uh, we want to really get them there. So I'm excited to uh, to dive into that with you tonight. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, f- I feel like this was a huge um, milestone for me, hitting my first seven-day uh, fast. I don't have the date, but, you know, over a year ago now. And every time I do it, you know, it, it's it's always a little bit different because the schedule is different. What I ate beforehand is different. And and the reasons behind why um, is, is always different um, as well. So, it's always an interesting experience and uh, we thought it'd be good to, to talk about. Yeah, I've done, I've done, let's see, three, seven days, a couple, five days and the rest all shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make sure that we compare and contrast your first to now <laughs> to try to, okay. to try to talk, talk through some of those differences. Um, but I guess my first question to you, uh, I guess this is going to be interview style tonight. So uh, bear with me. Um, but my okay. first question to you would be, why this fast now? Why this fast now? Why seven um, days now? If it's been a year or however long it's been since your last one. I know it was been a year since your first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my last seven day, I don't remember exactly when it was. I think I did one this year. If not, it was it was maybe at, right at the end of last year. But I, I want to say I, I did one maybe in February or March, um, something like that. Maybe it was around the 2020 vision challenge in February. Um, so what was the, I did them then. I think you might've done a little bit earlier then. Okay. Um, cause I think you would just come off before we started that. But so why, why this length now really? Like what was the motivating factor? Um, I had a couple of them. Um, I, I had spent the, the previous week, um, kind of mapping out the next few weeks, uh, what that was going to look like. Um, what, what this round of, of weight and health goals, um, look like and how I was going to get there. And I I started putting some thought into it, you know, trying to kind of optimize it to where I could, I could design a repeatable week, um, that, that, that got me, uh, into my goals and I could just kind of copy and paste. And by the time I I put a little bit of thought into that, I said, well, I I really want to just get the momentum started right now. I've been doing OMAD and that's been great, great for maintaining, um, great for kind of a slow melt. Um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of momentum to, to push to my next round of goals here. And, and I said, you know what, 
now's as good a time as any. Um, you know, we had, we had date night on a Wednesday. And so by the Thursday morning, I just said, yep, now's the time seven day fast. I'll, uh, I'll come back. Actually it was, it was Thursday, uh, date night got pushed and I said, yeah, we're going to do a, a seven day fast and I'll, um, I'll come back online, break my fast, uh, next Thursday. That's awesome. So, um, when you were saying you were framing out your kind of next, uh, goal, set of goals, right? So you and I have talked about this where, uh, we have conversations about this too, where people plateau, they'll kind of, we had, uh, one, one person that, uh, had got down to their maintenance goal. She decided to move it, <laughs> uh, continued yeah. to do intermittent slash OMAD felt really good. Scale kind of kept ticking down a little bit. Um, and got below her ideal body weight for her, which is, you know, she feels good. She looks good. She, you know, she's in a, she's in a good place. So she's going to maintain, but there was a point like five to eight pounds above that where she was kind of just hanging out. Right. Where mm-hmm. I've been there, right. Lost a bunch of weight, kind of just been hanging out, right. Living life and, and not really pushing towards something, just kind of figuring it out, react, uh, acclimating, um, to different clothes and different energy levels and, and, yeah. and all that. So I think it's a cool point where you're like, well, first of all, I mean, I feel like the first step for anybody would be to like reflect on it. So where are you at and where do you want to go? Cause if you don't have those two answers then you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, those are, those can be moving goalposts sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to realize that as we, you know, it, you set an initial goal, especially when you start fasting and you start moving towards it, um, there are points along the way where, you know, you may have said, Oh, I want to get down to, you know, high school weight or college weight or something in my twenties or, or, or something like that is a really common thing that we hear. Um, as you move towards it, you can, you can feel yourself heavily improved, um, from where you started and things can get a little comfortable, you know, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, we can, we can become a little complacent there, but also it can take some time for self image to adjust and for us to kind of get comfortable, like you said, with those new energy levels and, you know, you know, what, what type of clothes can I fit into and all that kind of stuff there, there's some adjustment that happens. So this, this definitely tends to be a journey, especially when you have, you know, significant uh, weight to lose. Cool. When, when we talk about comparing your first seven day fast to this seven day fast, I feel like there's going to be some um, pitfall avoidance. There's going to be some tips and tricks and how to prep, how to go into it, how to break that fast. So I kind of want to go mm-hmm. into these things now and really pick apart what it looks like. Um, Cause if you've never done a longer fast, there's some things that can really be daunting, right? Yeah. And I, I think step one is figuring out how you're going to go into it. Um, now for me, like I said, it was kind of spur of the moment. Um, the next morning, you know, after a, a good size meal, like nothing too crazy, but um, th- that's when I decided. So there was a little bit of planning before that because I knew I was about to start a fast, but I was thinking more along the, the lines of a 36 hour, not a seven day uh, when I had that that meal uh, right before I started the longer fast. So, uh, but I, I, I definitely reduced some carbohydrates there. Um, alcohol intake was, was moderate and um, you know, it wasn't like an overtly large meal. I, I avoided sweets um, leading up to it as well, um, just so I didn't have as much of a, a crash or or feel the volatility going into it as much. But 
but w- within a couple of days, you know, I, I definitely um, felt that switch into ketosis. I did have that, that window, that six to eight hours that was kind of rough. Um, it was pretty what low energy. That? that was, that was in between day two and day three. That was maybe around, I don't know, somewhere around the 36 hour mark. Um, 40, well, yeah, maybe, maybe 48 hour mark, yeah. something like that. It was a little later than I was expecting. So I, I probably had some, some pretty full, full glycogen stores at that point. Um, and I, I really started to see the, the ketones tick up as well. Cause this is the first longer fast where I'm, I'm measuring ketones as well. Yeah. You just said something there that really, that reminded me of when I do my longer ones is that, um, going into it, knowing how you're going to start, it helps. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. because even if you come out of OMADs and you do intermittent or OMADs, if, if you have a higher carb, um, or more indulgent or alcohol or the all, all bad sleep, high stress, all of those things combined. Um, but specifically with the carbs and alcohol, if you do that the night before, and then you start a longer fast the next day, those first 12 to 24 hours can be pretty rough. Yeah. Um, for me, it's that, that 40 to 48 hour mark where, I just don't feel great. But after that, then what happens? Right. Cause I think it was day, was it day three or four? Cause you're on day five now, right? Yeah, I am. So uh, somewhere around like 60 to 70 hours in, um, is where that, that kind of more euphoric, um, it's, it's kind of an adrenaline surge. It's, it's, it's this high energy cause your, your body's really tapped into those, those fat stores, which is basically like an unlimited, you know, fuel supply right. at that point. And so there's no more, volatility in the energy levels, it's steady, but it's, it's much higher. I mean, that's where that, that metabolic boost, 15, 20% um, boost in our energy levels comes from and brain fog goes away and you just, you feel fantastic at that point. It's great. So you mentioned glycogen, which is short-term glucose stores, sugar stores in our skeletal muscle, in our liver. And then you mentioned ketones, which is our body's preferred fuel source. Um, but it takes some time to get there sometimes with our uh, standard American diet and frequent eating. Um, right. But the ketones, this is the first time you, you've used a ketone monitor. So, um, you said your ketones got up into the mid twos. Yeah. 2.6 is, awesome. um, yeah, that that's the highest, uh, reading that I've seen so far. And then a couple of other times I saw 2.2 and 2.4. And it's interesting to see how that, how that number changes too, because I thought it was going to be a more linear progression. Um, as if you're kind of doing a slow drip of, of sugar intake and, you know, you'd kind of watch the blood sugar tick up to a certain point. Um, but the ketones are, are really, um, they're really sensitive to activity level as well. So just going, you know, for a walk with the dogs or, or doing a workout, um, you know, and, and, and wake up the, they vary with your sleep cycle as well. So it's been interesting to see how those move around. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently, um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old, has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child, and we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put 
the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing and the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. I know, um, yeah, when I was, I, I, the ketone and the blood sugar tracking is so powerful. Um, and not many people do that in the beginning, but if you have access to that, we definitely recommend doing it. Mm -hmm. And as you've been doing this longer now, if someone is new to fasting, um, what are some of the things that you would, or you have done? I know for me, I've done a couple of things in terms of, you know, getting through those fuzzy periods of those down energy periods in the first couple of days when you're transitioning yeah. from sugar to fat burning. Um, what is it specifically? And I don't think I've heard you mention that you did on this time, but what have you done in the past to kind of help through those periods? Well, you know, there's, there's a couple different kinds of, of periods, um, that I, I felt so far during this fast. And so, so the one was, um, like I mentioned in that, you know, kind of 48 hour, um, ish mark where, where my energy was just really, really low for, for probably about eight hours. And I remember spending about five to 10 minutes on the couch um, two or three times during that period, uh, where, you know, my, my daughter said, uh, daddy, what are you doing? And I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just hanging out for a second. Just give me a second and, uh, I'll be back online here. So, um, I don't think I ever actually fell asleep during any of those times. Maybe I did for a minute or two, not off. Um, but, but it felt pretty good. You can kind of feel the energy kind of come back over a short period of time. But that was pretty fuzzy. But that was really, really low energy. Um, uh, but once once that eight hour you know kind of window was was done, um, it was it was smooth. It's been smooth sailing after that. Um, today though, I did feel one other thing, which was we went on a longer walk with the kids and the dogs. And when I came back in, I felt just a little bit like 
um, just a slight nausea for a couple mm, minutes. Okay. And then with, with just a slight fuzziness, almost like almost lightheaded. Um, I'm hesitant to use that word because there was no dizziness or anything else involved. But so I think I was a little dehydrated at that point. And so what I did, um, again, we, we went on a longer walk. So this was probably four or five miles and, and came back and it's about 90 degrees out. Right. Um, probably in 105 heat index. Yeah. Um, so, so when I came back, I said, okay, I think this is going to be a good time for a little bit of trace minerals. There you which go. In, in, in the past I had done like a pickle spear, but we were out of pickles right now. So, um, I picked up the trace minerals. I put, um, about 30 drops, uh, in maybe 24 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. And within less than five minutes, I felt fantastic. Like back actually better than I did before the walk. So again, I think that was a hydration thing and, um, and a little bit of salt, um, and minerals go a long way. Yeah. Those trace minerals are powerful, man. Um, especially for like people that work out, <laughs> you know, yeah. just, just a little in the Houston heat and, and, um, you know, the Houston sweatshop of my garage where I work out like those, those trace minerals, like it within minutes, you just feel better. Um, yeah, it was a lifesaver today. I, w- I was surprised at, uh, how quickly it worked too. That's great. That's great. I know day six and seven are, were my favorite, both, both, uh, all three times I've done a seven, seven day fast, but what do you think it looks like for the next couple of days here? And then how are you going to break your fast? Um, how would you recommend couple- you break your fast? Yeah. Next couple of days here. Um, I, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, Has your sleep been good too? Sleep's been great. Um, I I've, I've woken up refreshed. Um, sleep's been easy to get into. Um, it's just, just everything runs smoother because like my body's not trying to figure out how to digest everything. So <laughs> it doesn't have a whole lot else to think about. And so everything just feels like it's just running smooth. Um, which is, which is really, really nice. Um, and I, I kind of forgot how, how nice it feels going into, you know, day four plus of a longer fast, um, since it has been probably six, eight months, um, since I've done it. Um, but to answer your question, what I'd recommend doing and what I plan to do to break the fast is, um, I'm not going to eat anything before the meal, which we've, we've talked about before. And, um, you know, kind of easing in and and kind of breaking the fast with something. I don't plan on doing that just because we're going to be celebrating an anniversary. So we're going to be going to a restaurant and, um, I'm not going to take up any of my, um, my storage room, uh, for anything pre-meal, but I am going to, um, be slow with the meal and I'm going to front load it with some good vegetables for sure. Cause I want to take up some of that volume without just bringing on, you know, loads of calories and loads of carbohydrates. Um, so definitely some good veggies beforehand and give it some time. I I plan on having an extended meal. Um, that's, that's not, um, any bigger, uh, than usual. So kind of controlling the portion size too. Yeah, that's by day seven. Um, in my experience, you, you actually, the the three times I've done it, I didn't really want to eat. Like, so it was, it was enjoyable (laughs) to, to kind of just sit there and be like, you know what? yeah, I'll have a little bit of this. I'll have a little bit of that. Right. And just kind of hang out and enjoy. And we weren't celebrating anything, but it was just really cool to know that like, you're at this point, you feel good. You've done all this hard work and you're like, I mean, it'd be different if you, you, you know, you've got a birthday meal or a celebratory meal, like an anniversary to go to, but 
um, then I was just kind of like, I guess I'll break the fast because you really do feel better and it's cool. I've been wanting to talk about the specific study with the safety of fasting because some people might be on this right now thinking like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what do you, wait, 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 this, this dude's doing what? And this other dude's interviewing him. Like, what do you mean you're doing a seven day? Well, there's a big backstory. If you want to hear more about it, go back to the first few episodes of our podcast. Bear with us. We're still new at this. So I think we're better now than we, we, that we were then. Hopefully. And I can't go back. Yeah. yeah. I can't go back and listen to, it. I just, I haven't done it yet. Um, people say they like them, so it's good. Still getting downloads on them. So that's all good. But you want to hear more about the stories and the reasons why we do this. It, it's really comes down to the insulin resistance and promoting health long-term. So there's a lot of safety and efficacy in, uh, in, you know, doing these longer extended fasts in terms of cellular healing and weight loss and energy and just almost like a master reset. So, um, mm-hmm. there's a really cool study out there that looked at, <clears throat> you know, people fasting over an observational study of a year or is doing four to 21 day fasts. Um, so just really cool that, um, you know, at this point you've been experienced enough around it where, you know, doing a seven day fast is more about the planning than the execution. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would. Ex- execution feels just, you know, pretty, pretty easy at this point. Um, but what I would say is that one of the really cool things about tracking ketones that I'm going to do differently uh, with this fast that I had never even thought about before was, you know, once you, once you break that fast, like you said, you're, you're almost like, well, uh, okay, I, I guess now is when I'll, I'll eat because during that first maybe 48 to even, even 72 hours, you feel like, wow, I really want to eat. Like where's dinner? When's my next meal coming still? You can feel like that. But like after day four, I don't, I, I don't feel like that at all. And I don't think I will. And even if I was 10 days in, I don't, I don't think I would because once you tap into the, the fat stores, um, there's not really a reason for your body to be sending those signals to you anymore. So, so you just don't feel like that. Um, but what I'm going to do with the ketones is keep tracking them throughout the seven days. And then after I break my fast, keep an eye on them then too, and then use that to quickly get into my next longer fast. It might just be a, a 36 or a 48, but I, I'm not going to do what I've done it, what i done in the past, which would be get right back onto an OMAD um, mm-hmm. schedule right afterwards. So I'm going to continue with some more intermediate and, and maybe even um, a longer fast um, here in the, in the near future too. That's awesome. So um, if we want to, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, um, you know, if you're new to fasting, start with our fast start guide. If you've been with us for a while, maybe it's time to push the envelope. Um, but trying to wrap it up with like one actionable thing yeah, know, that people can I, take away for a seven day fast. Yeah. I think if you're new to this, your action step is go download the fast start guide, the free fast start guide from the fastingforlife.com. Um, take the free mini masterclass with it, go into the deep dive and, and get started. Because if you're just getting started, um, that, that's a really, really great way to do it. Um, kind of a, a pain-free way to get going, feel the benefits and, and get the momentum started. But if you're not new to it, then, you know, take this and plan, uh, get your calendar out and write down when your next longer fast is going to be. If you've never done a 72, do it. Um, if you're just feeling like um, I'm ready to go, then, then do your next five or seven day fast. 
and um, put it on the calendar, stick to it and um, reap the benefits because it's fantastic. That's awesome. 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 You're making me, well, nothing more than a proof of concept during an eight week, you know, food and exercise transformation challenge than to prove our concept with a seven day fast, just drop right, right. in the middle. So yep. um, maybe we can time up the celebration uh, when you come off the, your second fast after this and and maybe we can time up that seven day where we can celebrate the, uh, all the new data that we have, never yeah. mind the experience and the knowledge, but, um, cool. Yeah, Tommy, we well, post it too. That'd be cool. Yeah. What was that? Uh, so we could post it too. That'd be cool. Oh um, yeah. See how our ketones tracked and things like that. That'd be yep, good. Yep. Yep. Um, the, the ketones so powerful, so powerful. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now though. So cool. <laughs> Tommy, appreciate you sharing. Um, next 48 hours is going to be awesome. Um, and congratulations on knocking this, uh, another seven day fast out of the park and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.